Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. And the ball is loose. Hit was made by Julius Peppers. Pass blocked. And it falls. Did Peppers catch it? Julius Peppers with the block and the interception. What a play. Third down and three. Vicker, the pressure from Peppers. Loses the football. Arms pass is deflected and Julius Peppers intercepts it at the 14-yard line. Devin Hester from the 18. Reading box. Devin Hester into the open field. True elation. Here's the snap to Chris Chandler. Looks down from behind. Down he goes. Steve McMichael on the sack. He played really hard. Um, he played the game with all he had. As a player, he's the best. You can always depend on him to do his job and be where he's supposed to be. Deep stack there from Steve McMichael, number 76. It's about a four or five year period in the mid 80s where I don't think anybody played the inside tackle position on defense better than Steve McMichael did. Steve, one word, tough. Ah, the Hall of Fame list is set. Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you. For this three-hour ride on this football Friday with open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Cap, you just heard right there a tremendous open by R.J. Moore. Jay Moore was able to tell us the story through audio of the great Devin Hester, Steve Mongo McMichael, Julius Peppers, all going into the Hall of Fame. The Chicago Bears representing very well and uh, this class for the Football Hall of Fame. A magnificent moment for the franchise known as the Chicago Bears, our favorite team. 40 men now going in or enshrined in Canton that either went in as Bears or at least played a game for the Bears. Julius Peppers will probably go in as a Panther, which is correct. What? He'll go in as a Panther. What do you mean? He's a bear, damn it. He'll have bear blood on him, but he is maybe not on him. In him. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure where to put it. Not sure what he does in his personal life, but But nonetheless. That'll make 40, and it's super cool. It's more than any franchise in the history of the sport. There are still some that I think should get in. Our teammate Lance Briggs, Olin Krutz, 
Charles Tillman. I think those three will have a chance at some point to get in, and I think they should. But I thought for Mongo, I you know I know what he's battling. We all do. It's been well chronicled. But to to know that he's still alive and was able to be told, you're going in. You got in. You're a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think is super, super cool. And to know that Devin Hester's being recognized as the greatest to ever do what he did. Mm -hmm. When you do what he did at the level he did and you're the best that ever did it, you belong enshrined in Canton, and he's getting in there, and that's awesome. I've never understood when people look at special teams as less than. I've never understood that. Yes, there's offense, there's defense, and special teams. Coaches talk about it all the time, Cap. Special teams matter. You know, field position matters from your, from your punter, and if you have a, a, someone that can return punts like Devin Hester, Man, or return kicks like Devin Hester. Man, that's something special. I want you to think about this. He might be the last of the great ones. Based on how special teams is now, Cap, we may never see another Devin Hester. That's why it's overdue for him to be in this Hall of Fame. Look, there's fast guys that are able to catch punts and kicks. It's just the idea that, you know, Devin Hester, he had a vision when he was out there. A guy at his size, listed as 5'11", listed as 5'11". I think you and I have been around Devin Hester that might be five nine, five ten. The point is, though, is that that little guy was able to have a vision to be able to cut through the special teams and get to the end zone. We just heard that highlight from the Super Bowl. I'll never forget working with Steve Silverman, Silvio, working with him at the Park West. We did the Super Bowl show, a preview show over there. 2,000 people sold out. And we're doing the radio show for ESPN 1000. I get home. As soon as I turn the key in our little apartment in South Shore, Open the door, Hester catches the ball, and he gets there, and he flies through in Miami and gets that touchdown. As I turned the key, that was the highlight that was on. I'm like, here we go, man. Hester with a touchdown. He had so many great highlights, man. And like I said, it's been overdue because he's on special teams. He's great. He deserves this honor. He's a really good guy, too. If you interact with him at all, I did a bunch of stuff with back in the day with PointsBet, and mm-hmm. he was one of their representatives. I remember. And we were in a golf tournament together. He's not a big golfer, but he was riding around the course out at uh, Seven Bridges. Mm -hmm. Great partner of ours. Yes. And I had a chance to talk to him for a while. He's just a good guy. He just loves life. And I think he was disappointed that it took this long to get in because he was so dominant. But that's where I disagree with people that don't think special teamers, like you said, should be in. The Bears don't go to the Super Bowl if he's not on the roster. That is correct, sir. That's a fact. Yes. And whether you're a kicker, whether you're a punter, if you have that type of impact on a game and on a team, then you belong among the best to ever play the sport because you're part of that sport. It's because you're not in the middle of the line knocking heads doesn't mean you're not an integral part of that team. He wasn't blessed to be a wide receiver. It just was. You would think with that kind of speed that the hands would have come with it. Cap. It just that wasn't his bag. I remember when there was Musha Muhammad right next to him, and it's like De- Devin, nope, line up next to me. And you remember he he took him by the shoulder pads while they were lining up. Nope, right here. You got to be right here and ask the referee if you're lined up properly. He's like he was showing him while he was on the field. I'm like, yeah, that guy just returns kicks. That's what he does. 
because you look at his numbers, his numbers as far as a wide receiver, it's so funny. The first name that pops up on Pro Football Reference as far as Hester's career, Alshon Jeffrey. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. It's right. So his name, he's synonymous with uh, Jeffrey as far as a wide receiver, but he was meant to return uh, for special teams. And those big-time runs and those, we'll never see anything like it, Cap. I don't think we'll see it again. I don't. I don't know if anyone has the balls to do it the way that uh, that Devin Hester did it. Well, and kickoffs have been minimized where you kick off from. You know, 90% of them go through the back of the end zone. Most coaches tell their guys, if that kick is even one yard into the end zone, let it go. We'll take the ball at the 25. So we won't see that type of impact there. And it's with the emphasis on trying to minimize concussions, yeah. you just see more fair catches. You're just not going to see someone do what that guy did at that level. Used to be one of the more exciting plays in the game, and now that's completely de-emphasized and minimized. He returned one kick for a touchdown as a Falcon. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if that, had, that kick had not been returned, Jeff Joniak would have called every single return for a touchdown in Hester's career. That's a super cool stat. That, that's amazing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Like, so they're synonymous uh, with, the, with one another. And with Mongo, it's what you said, Cap. I mean, you know, we had Tom Thayer in his usual slot, slot at 9 o'clock yesterday. We brought him on because he can give Super Bowl memories and his thoughts about Mongo. Love Thayer. And the question was asked to Tom Thayer, you know, what do you think of Mongo going to the Hall of Fame? And he's just like, you know what, it's great, but it's bittersweet because he should have been there. There's no doubt that Steve Mongo McMichael, before he became ill, was a Hall of Famer. Yes. You take a look at his numbers, just again, just for, just to take a look at it for context. The career for Mongo relates to Richard Seymour, Mean Joan Green, um, Vince Wilfork, Neil Smith, Howie Long, Jared Allen, Kevin Williams, and, and Damakong Sue. I just named for you about three or four Hall of Famers right there, Cap. I mean, but the numbers, he was part of a dominant defense. And he was a, a great college football player, too. We forget about his college numbers. He's a college football Hall of Fame for a reason. At Texas. He was great, man. And so he deserved to be in there because he's part of a great defense. I'm just glad he's getting his flowers. He's alive to see it. I wish he was upright and healthy enough to be able to give that bombastic speech because you know he would just take it over, right? Mongo in the Hall of Fame, the things that he would say, get your hands on a dump button, Berman. He's going to say some stuff, Correct. right? But at least he's alive to know it. And I think that that's great. Yeah, really thrilled for our teammate Steve McMichael that he's going in. And Julius Peppers was a hell of an athlete. Great bear. Panther. Um, He was an excellent bear for four seasons. What is wrong with you? I'm just being honest. Okay, so let's stop putting Greg Olson on the station then. He's a Panther too. Seahawk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, every time he comes up, haircut farmer bears tight end, right? Greg Olson. He's a Panther and a Seahawk. Correct. But he's but we claim him as one of ours, don't we? Do you realize he was also a Final Four player for North Carolina basketball? Peppers. Peppers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Final Four. Like, playing. Yeah, an amazing, amazing athlete. We should tell that story for those that don't remember how Peppers became a Bear. So Julius Peppers is going to be a free agent. Carolina's got cap issues. They're going to have to let him go. They can't get him signed. So they agree to part ways. Mm-hmm. He's the, the premier defensive free agent that year. And 12 o'clock, 
12.01 this particular night, free agency is going to start. And, you know, you get like 48 hours. You can agree to deals. You can't sign them for 48 hours. And Jerry Angelo gets a charter plane. Him, Lovey, a few guys from the front office. And they fly to where Peppers is. And right at midnight, his phone rings. We're at the door. Open up. What? Yeah. We're here. We took a charter. And by 12.05, the deal was done. See. I'm in. That's when the Bears are doing business. That That was. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's exactly right. Close the door. Don't let anyone else in. We're here. We want you on the team. Top shelf at the time. We play cover two. Here's your role. Here's who you're going to play with. Blah, blah, blah. I'm in. That's 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 how you do business. Beast. You want somebody bad enough, you'll be at their door. You'll fl- you'll get that charter fueled up and be at their door. We know exactly where you live. Open the door. We want you on the team before Correct. anyone else calls. Correct. Yeah, that's great. You're not calling the next day after breakfast. Uh, oh, I I didn't know you were interested. I'm sorry. I already agreed to something. Nope. Twelve o'clock. <laughs> Hat in hand. Let us in. So former bear Julius Peppers. Uh, his career relates to this. Tell me how many Hall of Famers you hear, Cap. Julius Peppers' career is aligned with Michael Strahan. Hall of Famer, who I saw at the Duke game the other night. Carl Eller. Hall of Famer. Randy White. Hall of Famer. Jack Youngblood. Hall of Famer. Warren Sapp. Hall of Famer. Bob Lilly. Hall of Famer. Jason Taylor. Hall of Famer. Bruce Smith. Hall of Famer. Mean Joe Green. Hall of Famer. And the other one would be Calais Campbell, Hall of Fame person. Yes. So I just gave you nine out of ten. You think Julius Peppers is great? There you have it right there. Amazing. He was an amazing, amazing football player, really good guy. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to see good people going in as well. So we have open lines for you on Devin Hester going into the Hall of Fame, as well as Steve Mongo McMichael, our teammate here at ESPN 1000, as well as Julius Peppers, all getting into the Hall of Fame. You want to talk about it? You are more than welcome to... Just be part of the glow of Bears going into the Hall of Fame. Also, we're talking about the Super Bowl as well. Super Bowl Sunday taking place. We can't wait to break it down with you. The 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk about all of that. But your phone calls coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings, 7 to 10. Devin Hester, the rookie who was so dangerous, who went to college here at Miami. He led the NFC in both kickoff returns and punt returns. And the Colts have had a hard time all season covering kicks. It's Hester trying to work it back to the middle. Gets past the first wave, and here he goes. It's Hester inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. And no flag, 92 yards. Ah, right there in Miami. I know the Bears lost, Cap. It is one of my favorite Super Bowls because my favorite artist performed at halftime. Of course, you're going to perform Purple Rain in the rain in Miami as the Bears fell short against the Colts. But Devin Hester gave us a thrill as you listen to Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Sir, where were you for that Super Bowl? Bears and Colts, where were you? In my family room. At the crib? At the crib. Mm-hmm. In my family room. Big screen going, people at the house. And I remember I was standing. I wasn't at this station yet. That was years later. But I listened. And I remember a young 
wiry Carmen DeFalco saying on the air, 40 to 1, Devin Hester to take the kickback. 40 to 1. Mm-hmm. But there was no apps and gambling like that. So I didn't really have a way to get a lot of bets down. Sure. But I remember thinking of Carmen as soon as that touchdown happened. Oh, that guy gave that out. 41. Crazy. Crazy. Um, How about this angle? Hmm. So it's assumed that the Bears are going to play the Hall of Fame game this year with three Bears going in. That's right. That means Caleb Williams will duck under center in Canton for the Hall of Fame game and end his career in Canton. <laughs> well, that could be, yes. Take that. That could be. We decided to go with Bajit, uh because uh, Caleb's still learning the offense. Wow. And uh, so he will not play the Hall of Fame game. We don't want to get him injured. <laughs> I mean, that, could, you, could you imagine? That's the first course of action for Eberflus. We're going to protect him in the Hall of Fame game. You're going to do what? <laughs> get him yeah. on the field. What? Uh, so we made the decision to go with Bajent, right? We just think it's uh, the best decision for the football team today, right? We don't want to rush Caleb out there, right? right. <laughs> oh, no. Who made that decision? Was that Poles? That'd right. be me. Yes. That would be me. <laughs> Yeah. You got anything else up your sleeve? I don't know. What do you got up your sleeve? 312 <laughs> <laughs> uh, is our phone number. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl as well as the 49ers take on the Kansas City Chiefs. To the phone lines we go as we talk to you about Hester, Mongo, and Peppers. Bears are all over the Hall of Fame. And as Cap mentioned earlier, there will be more. There's some guys on the 85 team that still should be in the, in the Hall of Fame. There's some from this recent championship, uh, the Super Bowl appearance in 06 also, that should be in the Hall of Fame. But you know what? You'll take it now. Mongo, while he's alive, while he's got a heartbeat, knows he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Devin Hester going in as well, as well as Julius Peppers. Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. Susie's in Palatine on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Super Bowl weekend. Happy Super Bowl weekend to you, Susie. How you doing? So, anyways, I got to be at that game, you guys. And besides the White Sox winning the World Series in 05, because I'm a crazy White Sox fan, that was the greatest greatest moment in my sports life. I was there with my husband. We were there with other people sitting in other parts of the stadium. And I looked at my husband, and I swear to God, I said, He's going to run the kickback. And he goes, no way. And it was right at where we were sitting. We were on the 10-yard line in that end zone. And I still, when I just heard that, I still, like, I'm there. I can remember it like it was yesterday. And, yes, the greatest halftime performance of all time. Mm-hmm. And it was I had just, it just a moment. behind Springsteen. And, I re- you know, I'm a season ticket holder. so I, And I sit in an end zone. So I'm telling you, when he would come on the field back in the day, and they'd start playing that Soldier Boy song. That crowd was so electric. And I got to see him run many kickoffs back, and he deserves it. And I actually met him once at an autograph signing, and he, I agree, nicest guy in the world. Yeah, it's So his. nice, so down to earth. And I'm so happy for all those, you know, three gentlemen that are going into the hall. They all deserve it. And oh, I'm just so happy for Devin Hester. They're, I love watching his kickoffs my kids and i will go on youtube and i'm like this guy is the greatest kickoff returner of all time so well you have an awesome time watching the game that's right that's really awesome isn't it 
they they'll go on YouTube and just watch those highlights of Devin Hester, which is just uh, incredible. Yeah, so, I, I thought the 09 Super Bowl halftime performance, Springsteen was the best. Okay, great. We move on now to <laughs> Devin Hester on making the Hall of Fame. You know, um, this is my third year in the running, um, and this is just an honor to be up here amongst my peers, um, for the, the fellow guys that made it to the Hall of Fame this year. And it's just right now, I'm just taking every moment in and enjoying the moment. It's an honor, you know, um, to be listed as the first um, in any position in the NFL. And um, to be the first guy to make it as a returner, not only is it's a great honor for me, but not only for me, but it opens up doors for the rest of the guys that's in my same caliber and the position that I play. And I'm just I'm blessed to have the opportunity to be the first one that make it. And hopefully we get a, a couple more guys in in my position as well. Derek is on the west side on Cap and Jay Hood. Derek, good morning. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, D? Okay. I want to make a few points real quick. Um, first, I want to congratulate the Hall of Famers because they're all deserving of it. Um, but the one, one of the points I want to make is, now my understanding is the definition of the Hall of Famer was that you excelled at your position. Now, because I don't think Steve Young is in there for how many sacks he's got. He's in there as the quarterback and vice versa. Now, here it is. We have Pro Bowls and things of the nature where we have punt returners make it as a punt returner or the kick returner as special teams and even special teams players make it, kickers make it. Now, for you to look at special teams players and say, oh, they shouldn't be Hall of Famers because of what? Because they excelled at their position. And the last point I want to make, there has been – and I'm not guaranteed on this, but I can almost assure that there has been more game-winning field goals in the Super Bowl than there has been touchdowns. And I'll hang up and uh, listen to you guys. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean game-winning field goals than game-winning you know, touchdowns, I mean, like, you mean? Uh, the kicker winning the game, the, the game, the, the Super Bowl is won off the leg of a kicker. I know at least half of Tom Brady's was. And then uh, you don't see too many touchdown passes as the, as the Super Bowl winner. So, to say these guys shouldn't be Hall of Famers because they have failed at the position that the NFL created is absurd. I, I, I'm with you. Yes. You're on the team. If you're the best that ever did it, you did it at the level he did it, you are a Hall of Famer. Don't buy into the other stuff. Jay Moore. He's implying that the kicker is not celebrated enough. At least the outstanding kickers. Listen, Ray Guy and Ali Haji Sheik has gotten their flowers. It's fine. Thank you. Who? <laughs> Look it up. I know he kicked for the Giants. I think from the University. <laughs> the Didn't he go to Michigan? I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, holy Haji <laughs> they, they get their they get their flowers for God's sakes, don't they? The kickers, right? Efren Herrera's forgotten. Everybody's forgotten him. I think he's in jail. Yes. Uh, yeah. Jay Moore says, "How many kickers are in the hall?" Uh, Jan Stenerud, deserving. Isn't Morton Anderson? Single bar, by the way, I think I'm Warren Anderson, right? Single bar. Uh, uh, did he have... I don't know on that one. I hated those single bars. <laughs> single bar uh, football right, player. Two for two, Cap. Don't look it up. I want to see if you can get them all. Okay. Uh, so there's how many kickers are in? Five. Five kickers are in. Yep. Jan Stenerud, Morton Anderson. Um... Dempsey in there? No. Uh-uh. That is correct. No. Um, is Garo Yapremian in? Uh, no. Is... I don't think that's going to help you. <laughs> the do, 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 do's are not going to help you. 
That's how his mind works, folks. The doo-doos are not in the hall. <laughs> no, no doo-doos in the hall. Is Roy Jarella in? Good. Jarella. Uh, no. No. From the Steelers, those no. great teams. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, Roy is a, Jarella. Is, is a Mike Vanderjag in? No. <laughs> Robbie, no Robbie Gold? He should be. No. All right. Give us the others. Uh, George Blanda. Lou Groza and Ray Guy. Oh, the toe. Oh, I wasn't counting Ray Guy. I knew that one. He's a punter. He's not a kicker. Those are the only players who primarily used their legs that are in the hall. Well, George Blanda was also a quarterback, my friend. Of course, but he was also a place kicker. I gave you Ray Guy, by the way. That guy was amazing. That's the original Shohei Otani there. George (laughs) Blanda playing quarterback and place kicker. Can you imagine? Can you tell me what teams? Okay, you don't have to do that now. That would be the Chicago Bears. Okay. And the Oakland Raiders. How about Ali Aji Sheik? How about his teams? That University of Michigan, Michigan football. Yes, <laughs> there you go. The New York Giants. Think about this, Cap. I always thought, before Devin Hester came along, I didn't think we'd get any better than Dennis McKinnon or Glenn, Glenn Milburn in that spot for Devin Hester. Tom Waddle returned a kick for a touchdown, a punt. I never thought we'd get any better than Glenn Milburn and Dennis McKinnon in that, in that position. I never thought. And then Dennis Gentry? Gentry's there. Gentry, you know, he, he did return kicks, yes. But I also remember, you know, third and 29 and him giving you 28 and a half yards. All right, punt. Right, unlike a <laughs> right. delay. Yes. Yes. That guy, if you were, if it was, he was the classic third and 30, and he'll give you 29 and a half yards. All right, that's good enough. Punt. Good, Gentry. Good field position. They had the little shuttle pass to him. Yeah, he was amazing. What in was that. his nickname? Dennis Gentry. Pinky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty cool. So, so what do you think that meant, Cap? That would be because his skin complexion was lighter, and they called him Pinky. Oh, is that the reason? Yes. Ah, okay. Damn. All right. Along with colorist uh, David Kaplan, Jonathan wow. Hood with you, <laughs> here on Cap and Jay Hood. <laughs> What's he saying there? Jay Moore, what's he saying? What's he saying there? brother uh-huh <laughs> coming up next we are talking about the super bowl 49ers uh against the chiefs who do you like we'll talk about it coming up next cap and j hood not only on espn 1000 but also on 100.3 fm hd2 checkmate one six suppression on target that's why i see him in my shot shot or no shot with cap and j hood on espn 1000 and the espn chicago app that's why I see him in Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you on a football Friday. Now time for Shot or No Shot. And it's brought to you by our fine folks over at... That'd be ESPN Bet. Now live in Illinois. Sign up today to bet the big game, and new users get $100 in bonus bets with any sports book bet. We say good morning to Shay W. All right, that's enough. Norla. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Cap and Hoodie on Super Bowl Friday. How are we? We're awesome. You know, I don't know if there's fine folks over at ESPN Bet, but that's how they used to say it back in the day. If there was a they're partner, good people. You, you always you assume they're always good people. I actually met them. Oh, did you upstairs? Uh huh. For a what we call a talent meeting. 
Yeah? Why were you there? <laughs> oh, God. I knew you were going to say that. You set him up, he knocked him down. I mean, come on. He called it a talent meeting. Oh, thanks a lot. I didn't say I was the talent. I just said they called it a talent What are you doing in there then, pal? You're just cap. That's it. (laughs) Just doing around. It's funny how they used to set it up back in the day. Ladies and gentlemen, this is brought to you by the fine folks over at. Well, I mean, do you know that? You're just saying it. Just saying it, right? Actually, they're executives at Jackass. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You just never know, right? Right. But we assume. Correct. As in Cap has met them. So they are the fine folks over at ESPN Bet, and they give you shot or no shot. All right, Shay, what do you have? All right, Tim Hasselbeck told Greeny earlier this week that he believes by the time we get to the draft, Drake May will be viewed as being as good or better than Caleb Williams. I personally have started the Snorling Scouting Report work for Drake May. I don't want to give it all away, but spoiler alert, I basically need a cigarette and a towel after watching game one. My God, is he good. Uh, Both quarterbacks are the presumptive one and two picks in the NFL draft. Both have received at one point or another the generational tag. Shot or no shot. The real conversation is not Caleb versus Justin. It's Caleb versus May. That's a shot. That's a shot. And we'll get there closer and closer to the draft and then, of course, the first year of the regular season. No question about that. I told you, Cap, if you recall, me watching Drake May because I discovered the ACC channel on the cable. Somehow it just dropped in the cable. Oh, I get the ACC channel. Let's take a look. So you get all the Drake May coverage that you want on the ACC channel. And I told you after, I think, on a weekend, and I said, I'm in love. That guy's good. Mm -hmm. Cap. (laughs) Drake May. Now, again, Shay's pouring through all you know the non-conference and the conference games. So I've seen a, a lot of Drake May myself. Pretty good, kid. Just telling you. He's pretty good, kid. And I know I just have a college football eye. I don't have a draft eye. But I'm just saying what I saw uh, in college, uh, I thought it was pretty good. So we'll see. I, I could, I, if he's drafted after Caleb Williams, and if that's how it goes, it would not surprise me. For him to also have a really good career. Would you be stunned if Commissioner sauntered up to the podium and said, with the number one pick in the 2024 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Drake May, quarterback, North Carolina? Would not be stunned. That means the Bears saw something. Right. That we That's off the radar. Wouldn't surprise me. But if it's just based on talent for talent, I think we know who's better. In that spot, coming into the draft, it's Caleb Williams. Maybe we're going to find out. Yeah, you know, one guy six one, the other guy six five. One guy is two fifteen, maybe two twenty. Mm-hmm. The other guy's two hundred and forty pounds. Khalib. All right, that'll be fine. Caleb, go ahead, Jay. <laughs> wow. do just to answer, Cat, like. I would be kind of stunned if they took Drake May number one because I feel like if you get to the end and you grade out that they're comparable or maybe Drake May has a slight edge, don't you just make the trade with Washington? But when, what yeah. if Washington feels the same way and they completely hose you and you're like, oh. Yeah, but if you had like a dead heat grade, you just, oh, well, we'll take a bonus pick and get whichever of the quarterbacks you chose not to take. I know you guys are talking football. What I'm talking about is if there's something that the Bears see in the file on Caleb Williams, or if there's a personality issue that the Bears have with Caleb Williams, He's he won't Callahan. be here. He won't be here. Right. Now, again, from a football standpoint, Caleb Williams is better than Drake May, in my estimation, but I'm talking about something that the Bears could see. 
personality-wise, that they say, we're going to pass? Shay. All right, the NFL honors were last night. Lamar Jackson was named league MVP for the second time in his career in near-unanimous fashion. 49 of 50 votes went to Lamar. One vote went to Josh Allen. Shot or no shot, Lamar should have won MVP unanimously. Well, that's a shot. But guys like Cap, though, that voted for – you know what? I'm surprised your phone's not blowing up because we know that you put that vote in for Josh Allen. No. You did that. All right, it was me. I voted for for Dak. (laughs) You probably (laughs) – It was me. I'm guilty. Hefty ticket on Dak. Jay Moore voted for Josh Allen, so he's going to have his phone blow up. So you better answer those calls from those sports radio stations across the country on why you did that. Now, you know, and, and I heard Canty this morning on Sportsman like 5 to 7 here on ESPN 1000 with Evan and Michelle make it seem like that that writer had an agenda taking out Lamar Jackson. No, I don't think so. I don't think it was an agenda. I don't think that writer wants that smoke, whoever that was. There's no agenda Look, there. Josh Allen's a great football player. Brock Purdy said if they had a fantasy draft, his quarterback would be Josh Allen. That's who he's taken. Okay. I mean, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Lamar earned that MVP. He had a great year. Yeah, I mean, it should have been unanimous, but it wasn't. It's okay. You don't take anything away from him. It's fine. He's still the MVP of the league. I'm just waiting for the, another, the next step for, for uh, Lamar Jackson. Where's the next step? I mean, individual achievement is fine. How yep. about how about team success? How about that? Well, team success means you have to win a Super Bowl. Yep. Because they got to the AFC title game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so where, when is that happening? It's a great question. You know? It is a legit question. I will tell you. Are you going to cover any of the other awards in your shot or no shot? I am. Okay, then I will not say what I was going to say. But Go ahead, Shay. Y- you better not, because I know what you're going to say. But very quickly, Cap, do you know who voted for Josh Allen? You're going to love this. I already know. His name is Jay Moore. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Jay Moore. It was Aaron Schatz, formerly of Football Outsiders, the creator of DVOA. And his mm-hmm. explanation he posted... Quote, there's no question Lamar's season was impressive. I trust the film study people who believe he has never been a better as a passer, even if his numbers were better in 2019. Lamar Jackson passes the eye test. But Josh Allen and Dak Prescott passed the eye test as well. These are all talented quarterbacks. I'm a stat guy. I'm going to look at stats. There's no question that by nearly every advanced metric you could look at, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott had better seasons than Lamar Jackson. Damn. Well, that's the shots. I mean, fair enough if you look at numbers. Yeah, Lamar's the first MVP to not be in the top 10 in passing yards or passing touchdowns and win the MVP. Not in the top 10. But when you put the body of work together, he earned it. Yeah. Not just the shots. That's the drizzling shots. He didn't take the cheese. I really wanted an analytics rant there. I, put, I thought I was putting the cheese right out there for him. I'm done with that. Analytics have a place in the game. They are far too overvalued. Huh. I've always said that. Always. But the number says do this. I don't care what the number says. I'm a coach. I'm going to go with what my gut and the analytics and what my staff is telling me. And I know what I think is best. Period. I don't care what some guy with a pocket protector tells me I should do. It's dumb to make it totally. The analytics say this. F 
your analytics. If my gut tells me to do something else, I'm doing something else. Damn. Folks, it's you. me who gets fired, not the freaking guy with the calculator. Yes. Folks, you're listening to a, a basketball coach. <laughs> That's who you listen to. Take your time out, coach. You get two for one here. Lose, use it or lose it. All right, time out here. <laughs> right. That's right. Time out. Give, give me. All right. Give me time out. Come in. Come in here for a second. Right. <laughs> that's your analytics. Do I take the time out now or do I lo- uh, let me take it here? That's your. That's your gut feeling. Right. Should or stop they're the on a nine zero run. Yeah. Coach, don't take the time out here. Just let another ninety seconds. We get the TV timeout. We may be seventeen down. You dumbass. <laughs> timeout. <laughs> I don't care. And when I went up and asked Theo Epstein, the godfather of analytics, I said, Theo, analytics. Uh, He said, Cap, we use it as a tool, but we are more than 50% scouting and player development, not the analytics say to bunt here, Theo. No. But the analytics says that you'll take your time out now because you've got a, a what, at the four-minute mark. Under 16, we get the media timeout. <laughs> yeah, and we're 17 down and the game's over. Yeah. This over-reliance on analytics is absolutely asinine. Here's Shay Norling. All right, also at the NFL Honors, Joe Flacco was named Comeback Player of the Year after coming off his couch and leading the Browns to the playoffs. Flacco won the award over DeMar Hamlin. Who came back from the dead. He was the favorite all season after his heart stopped on the field last year. And he returned to play 17 snaps this year for the Buffalo Bills. Shot or no shot, DeMar Hamlin should have won the award. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? No shot. No. no shot what? No shot he should have won the award. It was Flacco's award. Oh, stop. How about that? That's just stupid. What Shay, the, you're better than that. Boy, what, what a jag over there, huh? right over your shoulder. Why Let does me that see. make me a jag? Boy, I don't understand boy. this. Boy, you're a bad guy. You th- really? Flacco won the award. Is all of the voters bad people, too? Yeah. You play. It's comeback player of the year. And DeMar Hamlin made one play. If he came on for one play, oh, that guy was dead. And he made it back to the NFL. And he wasn't they, playing in a listen, powder puff right. league up at Deerfield. He was in an NFL game tackling people. Hold he on, came hold back on. from being dead. He had 17 snaps. I'm not sure he had a tackle. Like I just here's the thing. He wow. made if he played one snap in an NFL game after being dead, he's a comeback player of the year, and they should name the award for him. Well, you can name the award for him. That's fine. Put the ambulance in the Hall of Fame. I don't care. That's all great. The story's wonderful. But comeback player of the year should go to a player who played at a high level. Oh, God. It's kind of hard to come back from the dead, though. Right? No, 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 not to, not to say. If not, no, of course it's difficult, and of yeah. course the story's good. But if it's not awful. for the fact of what happened to him, he wouldn't have even been on the team. Yeah. They were healthy scratching him for seven weeks until injuries forced their hand. He had to play. I love that he was in a uniform and had a heartbeat and had an opportunity to play. The guy was on the field dead. That was a tragic situation. If anybody deserves it, it should be him instead of a guy with Fritos on his chest that came out you know, off the couch to be able to win some games for the Browns. I mean, I mean what, what's better than coming back from the dead? What kind of, it's the best story in the league. What they should have did was, like uh, you said, uh, name the award after him and had him present it to somebody. That, that would have been fine. That would have been awesome, but he shouldn't have won it. Disagree. You're just a bad guy. No question about that. 
There's players who come back from horrible injuries every year. I, oh, play. stop. But Don't not compare the dead. some guy. But not the dead. Exactly. What are you talking so about? This is not just a torn ACL. What the hell are you talking about? He comes back from the dead. Uh, everyone, uh, but everyone has injuries. Really? I not, 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 no bigger injury than death. How about that? No bigger injury than death. What are you talking about? He was, you're, you're, you're comparing Joe Flacco's numbers to someone who had a dirt nap, who was in the meat wagon. What are you talking about? That's fine. No, no, that's ridiculous. He won the award. Yeah, Flacco. Yeah, no, no, yeah, he won the award. It was wrong. The guy was a flatliner. Oh, he was he right. Was, he was dead. It was right. It was right. How was that right? Honestly, it no, was no, wrong. What, no, the guy's dead, Shay. It was wrong. The guy only is dead. Hold on, Baker hold on a second. The guy is it. dead, and so he, he he doesn't deserve to be honored. Doesn't deserve to be honored. Doesn't need not not one award. Hey, you're back. Yeah, but you suck, though, because you've been healthy scratch. Yeah, I guess so, because he was dead. Well, he was playing a Pro Bowl level after being dead? Here's my thing. If I were, like, some horrible radio producer and my heart oh. stopped while I was on the air and then I came back to work and we're still a horrible radio producer, I shouldn't win producer of the year. Comeback producer of the year. Yeah, no, you, yeah, yes, well, we'd honor you. I guess I know that doesn't mean anything to you, but it, we'd honor you. How about that? And there's a big difference in coming back to produce a radio show and being dead, as my partner said, and coming back and actually being on the field in an NFL game. Easter is just another Sunday, Tim. Wow. Well, it is. I'm not religious at all. That's fine. That's <laughs> it literally fine. is just yeah. another Sunday. Yeah, it's another Sunday to him. And, that, and that's why being dead means nothing to him also. He, play, he played five games, Flacco. 17 snaps. 17 snaps. This is one of those times where the I'm numbers t- do not matter. That, it, does, it does not matter the numbers when someone you're comparing Joe Flacco to someone who died on the field. The only way it's wrong is that it should have been Baker Mayfield. Well, we, why didn't you give it to Josh Dobbs? He had the same number of touchdown passes as Joe Flacco. It, what he, he threw come, for more what, yards. What did he come back from? <laughs> being cut? The dead. Uh, exactly. that is, that's NFL dead, yeah. Being cut. We should put that My, on a, we should put that on a poll, guys. I think it's just objectively funny, a little bit, a little bit, that the Bills kept this guy on the roster as a healthy scratch for seven weeks. He only got in because of the injuries. They were clearly just trying to get him to the end of the year to get him this award. And then they ran that fake punt for him that didn't work, lost in the divisional again, and he didn't even get the award. He was on the, he was, he was on the, he was on the field because... I mean, they, they thought they could, he could still do something for the team. Last time we saw him before he was dead, he actually was a decent young player. No, he was not. He, he was a decent young player. He didn't. He played like 30% of their snaps. Yeah. He was not a player for them. Okay. He was not good. Yeah. He was a cut candidate. Yeah. He was not a good player. Yeah, also a dead candidate. How about that? Also a dead candidate. And he deserved to be on the field, and it was a great story. It's still a great story, as a matter of fact. So, of course, it's a great story. I just don't think he deserved the award. So, hold on. I just looked up what the definition so of comeback player of the year is. Let yeah. me read this to you real quick. Anything about death in there? Pretty close. Yeah. The Associated Press NFL Comeback Player of the Year Award is presented annually by the Associated Press to a player in the NFL. While the criteria for the award is imprecise, it is typically given to a player who overcomes the worst adversity to return to play even a single snap of NFL football, such as not playing the previous season, injury, or for playing well in comparison to the previous year's poor performance. Let me read that again. Typically given to a player who overcomes the worst adversity, Flacco was on his couch eating turkey oh, with his family. Damar 
Hamlin was dead. Yes. And he came back to play a snap. Yes. Dumb, stupid, ridiculous. Well, that's the Wikipedia definition. The NFL.com definition is, quote, shows perseverance in overcoming adversity in the form of not being in the NFL the previous year. What a death? severe injury. What he was death? in the NFL. Or hey. simply poor performance. And it also typically goes to a player who plays well. Like death. Like death. <laughs> I mean, it is literally insane. <laughs> and, at, at some point, Cap, the, the the numbers, especially when it comes to depth, do, do not matter. Should I go up to Pro Football Reference to find out what Demar Hamlin's numbers are against other people that died on the field? Correct. Should I do that? What's How many the other guys are the, out there? That what's were the DVOA on, de- on dead players on the field? Let's do that. <laughs> I, I bet you it's not the same as what Flacco's was in those five games. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? Hit Flacco's numbers don't matter to me because we know he's going back on the couch. Chi-Town Joker said, worst case scenario, Flacco doesn't get off the couch, lives with the millions of the rest of his life. Worst case for DeMar, R.I.P. Yeah. Don't want to be a player no more. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're better than that, Shay. We will go around the NFL. We have got some some great Super Bowl information for you, and we'll make our selections as well as we get ready for the Super Bowl on Sunday. 49ers uh, against the Chiefs. It's Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Captain Jay Hood on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the National Football League right here on Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'd like to remind you, Mike Greenberg comes your way at 10 o'clock, followed by Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 3. Waddle and Sylvie will cross off with Carmen and Yurko starting at 2.30. Bleck and Abdallah, 6.30 to 8. Around the NFL, Super Bowl edition. Here's Shane Orland. Shane? All right, time for the picks. All the game props, good props for the game on Sunday. We begin... With the race to 10 points, first team to score 10 points. Chiefs, a little bit of a dog here, minus 105, or the 49ers, minus 125. Hoodie. I will go with the Chiefs, minus 105 there. The race to 10 points, it'll start with them. They will have momentum. The 49ers will uh, try to catch up to them. I think the Chiefs get off to a, qu- a quick start. They will have 10 points first. Read me the numbers one more Bad. time. Chiefs, minus 105, Niners, minus 125. Bad. I'll go Chiefs, minus 105. Yes. For sure. Shake? I'm going to go with the 49ers because Kyle Shanahan has to get to 10 points if he's going to blow a 10-point lead. Jay Moore. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I agree with Shane. I'm going with the Niners. Um, <laughs> both teams to record four and a half sacks over plus 110, under minus 140. Hoodie. Uh, Shay, I'll go under uh, minus 140. Both teams record four and a half sacks. That's combined, by the way. That's not both teams get five. That's both teams combined for four and a half. Oh. There's no shot both teams get five. Neither of these quarterbacks take sacks. Oh, I beg your pardon. Okay, so I'll take the over plus 110. I think that, and not necessarily Mahomes because he does, does loop-de-loops, but I think that Purdy might be in trouble. We talked about the offensive line, the 49ers. I will take the over four and a half sacks. Okay, so four and a half combined. 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 Yeah. yeah, I'm taking the over because I think Karloftis gets two himself. 
Uh, I'm also taking the over. I don't know if Mahomes is going to get sacked at all because he just doesn't. Like, it's insane. He never uh, gets Nick sacked. Nick is going to have a word with you. We'll see. Well, you know how he evolved. I mean, we saw this before in the Super Bowl. Mahomes does loop-de-loops and goes behind line of scrimmage, runs 40 yards if he has to. He does. <laughs> Whatever he does, he'll do what he can He can to avoid that sack. Very Mitch-like. I believe he has the, okay. I believe he has the <laughs> lowest sack rate in NFL history. Anyway, I do think Spags is going to heat up Purdy. I think there's going to be a lot of blitzing on that side. I'll go over. Let's go, Mike. I'm going with the over. I think, uh, I think actually, Bolsa will probably get two sacks. Ooh. M- MVP? Uh, no shot. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Christian McCaffrey rushing yards over or under 90 and a half. <clears throat> I'm going to go under. I will go under two, Cap. I'm going to go under um, plus 100, is uh, which he laid out. So 90 yards. Why do I think there could be garbage yardage at the end, though, for him to reach that goal? Could it be in the fourth quarter? No. Well, that, uh, then they have to have the lead. If they're playing from behind, they're not going to run as much, I would not think. Hold on, I'm looking at my analytics site. What Uh-oh. do you think the analytics say? What does your what does your, your gut say? My gut, I already said under. Okay, I'm going under. But the analytics that runs all the numbers and all the algorithms. What do you think they have for McCaffrey? It's ninety and a half. What do you think they have for his yards? Uh, Seventy. Ninety-two point one. Just mu- barely over. They must think he's. They might win. Uh, maybe. 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 The Chicago Bears are trash. Okay, that has, we, it's nothing to do with the Bears. Yeah, Steve. Okay. Stop. For God's sakes. Huh. You're better All right, than Steve. I, I'm going to go over on the rushing yards. You can run on the Chiefs. It's like the one weakness of their defense. And I think the Niners are smart enough that when Spags is blitzing his ass off, they're actually going to run and let McCaffrey try to get into the second level. So over. Cap out. I'm going under. I think they're going to keep the ball in the air a lot. 49ers. All right. Isaiah Pacheco rush yards over or under 67 and a half. Crack is whack. Uh, Cap, I'll take the under. I think the fight doctor will probably have to split his carries, Pacheco. So I'm going to say under plus 110. I am going to pound the over. One of my favorite props of the game, mm-hmm. Isaiah Pacheco over on rushing yards. I've got my analytics, which are pretty much my gut and my daisy dips. Tell me he's going over over eighty. This is Smokey Robinson. All right, Shay. Uh, yeah, Happy Chinooka. The Niners <laughs> in every game that they've played, the rush defense has been a problem. Except when the Lions stopped running in the second half, I'm going to go over as well. Pacheco's going to feast. I agree with Shay and Cap. He's going to get over sixty-seven yards. Surprise, surprise. Travis Kelsey catches six and a half over or under heavy juice to the over. Hoodie. I'm going to go over minus 165. Uh, Kelsey is going to be able to get a, a number of catches in the flat, number of them for the first down because that's what Kelsey does, Cap. We're still going to have one of the all-time greats of the position. Um, in big moments, he'll come through. No more drop passes now. All right. He's going to be able to catch those balls, I think, six and a half in the over. Yeah, I am going slightly over. I've got him for seven catches, yeah. so just over. But I do think he's going to put up yards, yak. Yards after the catch, and I do think his yardage number will go over as well. Make me feel better. I'm going to go under, actually. I think the Chiefs are going to be really heavy run script in this game. That Niners defense, that's where you beat them. It's not really through the air, especially with those linebackers and coverage. 
I don't think Kelsey gets seven catches. I'm going under. Go away. <laughs> All right, I'm going over. I think he'll get more than uh, 6.5. Brock Purdy oh. passing yards, 243.5, over or under hoodie. Uh, Shay, I'm going to go under the minus 105 for Brock Purdy for the passing yards. I mean, it could be 225, 210, somewhere in there. But I like the under for Brock Purdy passing yards, under Uh, 105. I've got Brock Purdy north of 250, so I will take your two, what did you say, 245 and a half? Yeah, 243 and a half. half. I will take over in that number. I'm going under. Like I said, Spag's going to heat him up. I don't think he's going to have a lot of time to throw. I could get killed on a yak play to Debo, but that's fine. I'm going to go under. I think the the script for this is a lot of unders, to be honest. Bendard. We split here. I am going to go over. I'm rolling with Cap. Uh, Patrick Mahomes passing yards, 260 and a half, over or under, hoodie. But I love sex. Um, Patrick Mahomes passing yards, 260. Hmm. I'm leaning... 260. I'm leaning over, Cap. Minus 130 on the over. Yeah, I think it's going to be super close. Yeah. I think he's in that vicinity. I will err on the side of over because I'm a Mahomes guy. So I will go over, but I think it's going to be tight. He's somewhere between 250 and 270, right in that range. Shay, I'm phoning a friend here. I circle over, but um, could you tell me how the money's gone with that? The, 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 the tendencies with passing yards from Mahomes? Uh, I, I would have to look it up, but my lean for you, Hoodie, is under. This has been his lowest yardage season of his career. They're a heavy ground team when they have the opportunity to do it, especially against the Niners' defense that gets beat in the run game. I really, this is going to be a lot like the Ravens game. A lot of lateral stuff. Screens, handoffs. I don't think he's going over 260. I'm going under. Yeah, Shay, you got a point, man. At first I had the over, but then the way you just broke it down, you are correct. So I'm going under, man. Super Bowl MVP. Hoodie. Uh, we will uh, abstain. Cap, go ahead. Oh. What's wrong? You're better than that. I just, I mean, this is tough. I'm not going to go. I don't want to go with chalk. I want to kind of research this a little bit. I don't want to go with like the Mahomes or Purdy or San Francisco wins. I'm going to need some help here with this. So I am going to have two picks, long shot pick and less chalky uh, or a chalky pick. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Pacheco, George Carlos. Kaplan, I think that's pretty astute. I'm not doing two picks because I don't need safety stuff here. I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco, Super Bowl MVP. I think I tip my hand a little bit. I think that this is... A run-heavy game for Kansas City. Along with the fight doctor, Ferdy Pacheco. How about that? How about Ferdy? How about that? Take that. Ferdy's kid getting the job done, MVP. That'd be a hell of a story out of this whole Chiefs outfit, right? Crazy. That'd be something. But in the big moment, you just never know. Okay. I'm going to switch it to the defensive side. Chris Jones. Who? Chris Jones. Yeah, he's going to be my pick for MVP. <laughs> Why do I think that Travis Kelsey can make a big impact in this game? That too chalky? What's the number on him? The 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 odds on Kelsey? I think eleven to one. Yeah, I'll just type him in there. There we go. All right. I don't like that. Quickly, total forty-seven and a half. Over or under? The over minus one ten. Give me the over. I'm going under. Jay Moore. Over. 
And Niners minus two in the game. Niners or Chiefs, Hoodie? And the home of the Chiefs. That's the dress, uh, uh, Chiefs. <laughs> Sorry. I'm on the Chiefs, baby. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I will never bet against Mahomes as a dog again as long as I live. If he is getting points, I will make the bet. Chiefs. Chiefs. Let's go. Never be afraid to rub your meat. I love rubbing and touching my meat. All right. So there you have it. Paula Dean also likes the Chiefs and the meat. A hundred per cent. Let's go! <laughs> By the way, did you see Brittany Mahomes got a n- nice honor? She's in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition coming up. Hmm. How about that? No, stop that. Not her. All right, coming up next. The bu- the bu- get Taylor in there. <laughs> the Bulls did nothing again. What do the Bulls do now? Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app.